Hello, and welcome to the Graceful and Gritty podcast. My name is Sydney. I'm your host. I'm a wife, business owner, lifelong learner, and follower of Jesus. I was born and raised in Colorado and live here with my wonderful husband of six years. I'm passionate about people and have a knack for business. My hope is that we can learn together about doing life with grace and grit. We'll talk about all things life from faith and finance to business and balance. My prayer is that this will be a place of help, encouragement, honest conversation, and authentic growth. Thank you for joining me. Hey friends, I hope you had a great couple of weeks. It's been um, two weeks since I've posted a pod. Um, We were helping a family in our church get moved and packed up, and so there's just been a lot of stuff going on that's been keeping us really busy. So I'm excited to get back and reconnect with you guys. I've really missed recording the last couple of weeks. And I'm just grateful for the opportunity to sit down and continue some of our conversations. Thank you to everybody that checked in to make sure everything was good. I appreciate that. Um, having a really good week so far. Lots of adventures as always. Um, I think that perspective is that sometimes I have a lot of challenges in life or problems, but I'm never bored. And I don't do bored very well, so I'm thankful for that. Um, But life is good. God is good. And uh, I'm grateful for the time that we get to spend together. And today I'm just going to jump right in because we're going to be talking about seasons. And uh, we are in spring heading into summer, which is our two of my... I. I enjoy all the seasons, but for different reasons and different things and different years, I enjoy them differently. And uh, so right now it's spring heading into summer and I love it because there's life springing up everywhere. Everything is turning green. There's flowers that bloom in the morning and then there's flowers that only bloom in the afternoon and flowers that only bloom in the evening and getting to watch them grow and and come to life. We planted a garden, and so uh, we've got little strawberry plants that are starting to flower, and I'm really excited about. I'm trying to grow a single watermelon in a bucket, and uh, I don't know. That's a whole story, but we're growing tomatoes and peppers, and there's a family of baby bunnies and and quail out back, and there's a bird living in the nest in the corner of our porch. It's called a says Phoebe. I just learned that today, and so there have been lots of adventures with the the birds and we've got chickens and the goats and rabbits, dogs. Um, anyway, I just, I love this season. I love the warmth. I love the sunshine. I love the rainstorms. And uh, I wanted to talk about seasons in life because I think sometimes we have expectations about what our life is supposed to look like or what different seasons of life are supposed to look like. And when they don't, we can get discouraged or frustrated or or down or depressed. And the Bible has so much to say about life cycles. I mean, God created this entire planet with cycles and with seasons for everything. Um, you look at the seasons, so summer, fall, winter, spring, summer. You look at Um, I mean, even global warming is a season because we've seen the earth cycle through ice ages and heat and it kind of, it's, and then there's seasons of the moon, right? Where we've got, you know, it's a full moon and then it, it goes back around and ladies, we have seasons. We've got cycles that, 
um, come and go every month. And there's a there's a cadence to everything on the planet. And I think as of just for perspective, our culture has tried to eradicate a lot of the seasons that we've been built with. A lot of that rhythm that is healthy and good for us has been erased um, through technology and advancement. And so many of things, those things are blessings. And I love having running water and electricity where I can flip on a light and technology where we can watch movies and play games and uh, travel in vehicles that are warm or cool. And those are things that people didn't have before. I mean, if you go back in history to some of the richest kings in olden times that lived on the planet, we've got some more advanced technology and comforts than and access to things that even royalty back then didn't have. Sometimes I think about that when I'm eating things that we kind of see as run of the mill, like oranges. People would only eat oranges back on the prairie days, once a year, they would get it in their stocking. And it was a really special thing to get an orange or when kiwis and bananas were so exotic because they had to come from tropical far off lands that that weren't here. And now we can go to the grocery store and, and it doesn't matter if it's the dead middle of winter, we can find every fruit and vegetable imaginable. And, um, you know, when you could only travel when you didn't have feet and feet of snow on the ground or you had to travel at night because it was too hot. But there were some things that were healthy to that, right? Uh, When the sun went down, you couldn't work because you couldn't really see anything. And so you rested, you slept, you slowed down. And there were, you know, three or four months out of the year where you slowed down a lot because it was dark and wintry and it would get light late and dark early. We've lost so many of those natural rhythms that God has given us through advancements. And the advancements aren't bad, but what we do with them is really important. And so in our society, culturally and religiously in a lot of ways, um, as Americans, production equals worth. We are a produce, produce, produce. The more, the busier you are, the more you can produce, the more important you are, the more uh, people that answer to you is, is what your worth is built on. Um, busy equals important. You know, you ask people, Hey, how are you doing? And Oh, I'm good. Busy. Oh, good. Uh, can you imagine if somebody said, how are you? And you said, good, not busy at all. And, and we kind of get this like, Oh wow, must be nice kind of attitude or, and Oh wow, that person is lazy attitude. And we're funny fickle creatures, but we equate doing things with whether or not we're godly or doing things, whether or not we're important or successful or things are working the way they're supposed to. When really God calls us to who we're being. And we've spoken about that in some some of the previous episodes recently. So if you want to dig into that more, feel free to go back and listen to that. But we've got all of this life springing up everywhere and energy and plants and babies. And, and I love it. I love this season. I'm soaking it up. I love that it's getting dark late and light early. It just breathes life into my soul. This winter was really hard. I just, it was dark and cold and I was not motivated to do anything. And I kind of fought against the season. And um, I am, as I'm contemplating and reflecting, I want to do some things better this fall and this winter and um, making some adjustments in my life to really go back to some of those seasons and some of those natural rhythms that work in tandem with how we're built and how our bodies are wired and the way our energy and rest and sleep and and calm and care 
is created, it's not through go, 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 go. It's not through busy, 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 busy. It's not through filling your brain and your mind with things all the time or being interconnected at every moment of every day. Um, It's about seasons and slowing down and working when it's time to work and resting when it's time to rest and playing when it's time to play. And, and culturally, our perspective is not in alignment with the way we were created. And if we're feeling stressed or unproductive or like we're in a season where nothing's happening and we're not motivated and nothing is getting done, um, be encouraged because that's not a bad place to be and you're not broken and there's nothing wrong with you. Um, the Bible teaches us about seasons and about working in rhythm and how we're built to really function. And so with that, I just want to jump into, we've, we've looked at what the cultural perspective is on, on being busy and there are no seasons. It's nine to five kind of pace all the time, soccer practice, kids going out, being with friends, doing things, go, 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 go. Every minute of every day is packed all the time. You know, you get Saturday, Saturday is a day of rest or Sunday, Sunday is a day of rest. And, um, we're not built to sustain that. And we're not built to uh, show up and serve people like that. And so I really just, that's that's the cultural perspective. And I want to take a moment and look at the biblical perspective on seasons and what God has to say about it. Psalm chapter one is obviously the first verse or the first chapter in Psalms. And it is one of my favorites. It's one of the first chapters that I ever, it might be the first chapter that I ever memorized. Um, And I'm grateful that I had parents and teachers and pastors in churches that encouraged me to learn scripture and memorize scripture because it comes back to me when I have a struggle or a challenge. It's, it's there to fall back on and rely on. And that's helped me through so many challenges and struggles in my life. And I'm so grateful for people that made that a priority and made it really important. And Psalm 1 was one of the first chapters that I ever memorized. And to this day, it's still one of my very favorite. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing to you, but verse 1 through 3 says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And here's the verse that I want you to key in on. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. So in this chapter, God is telling us about what, how a man that's blessed, and in this context, the word blessed means happy. We seek happiness, right? I mean, it's written in the constitution of our country where it says that we've got the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Um, the constitution can't grant us happiness, but it can grant us the freedom to pursue happiness. And that's interesting that even all those hundreds of years ago, that was a focus and that was a priority and that was something that was really important. And the Bible, we seek happiness in so many different ways. We think we're going to find happiness through money or love or relationships or fame or power or influence or whatever success looks like to you, right, is where we're going to find happiness, which is why people are so driven to be successful because they want to be happy. And and God says, if you want to be happy, 
Don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. If you want to be happy, don't stand in the way of sinners. Don't be a scorner. Delight in the law of the Lord. Meditate in the word of God because that's going to fill you up. That's going to put you on the right path. That's going to give you the wisdom for the next steps. And so he's giving you a recipe. He's giving you a blueprint for if you want this outcome, here's the blueprint that you have to follow. And so many times we say, okay, well, I want to be happy and I know there's a blueprint, but I don't actually like that blueprint. So I'm going to do something completely different. And then when we get a completely different outcome, we're frustrated or discouraged or bitter or angry because it didn't work. And that's because it's not designed to work that way. So God says in Psalm chapter one, that the blueprint for happiness is all of these things. But it says that when you're going to follow delight in the law of the Lord and meditate in his word and don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly, walk in the counsel of God. It says, if you do those things, if you follow that blueprint, then you shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. So that connotates abundance, right? Because you're, you have access to water. You have access to the life-giving water that's going to allow you to grow and build deep roots and grow strong and grow outward. It says you're going to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. Trees don't bring forth fruit all the time. They're not constantly, constantly just rotating fruit, 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 right? I mean, I'm growing lots of different things in my garden and it's been like in the hundred plus degrees for the last four days and my garden's looking a little bit sad because it's just been really, really blisteringly, unreasonably hot. And so I'm hoping for some cooler weather in the next few days to give him a chance to recover and and grow again. Um, But it's our first year and we kind of have to do raised garden beds because the soil here is really difficult to grow in. Uh, We're in the semi-arid desert where we're right in between like the prairie of Kansas, like the plains. And then we're in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains where it's starting to get a little bit hilly and go up in elevation. And uh, anyway, we live in kind of a bowl. So we get very strange weather patterns that don't necessarily make sense all the time. But we're trying to plant this garden and instead of putting it in the ground, most people here do it in raised garden beds of some kind, which is why we got five gallon pickle buckets from work and drilled holes in the bottom of it for drain holes, filled them up with really good soil and fertilizer and everything. And then that's what we're planting our plants in so that they have a fighting chance to survive out here. It's, it's harsh. This is a harsh environment. Um, anyway, so the Bible says that a man that's blessed, a happy man that's following the blueprint of God is going to bring forth his fruit in his season. It doesn't say that we're going to be bringing forth fruit every moment of every day or that we're going to be seeing the fruit that we're going to be reaping a harvest all the time. And so many times because of our perspective of culture and production and busyness and importance and and being and doing, we can equate that to whether or not we're being fruitful. If we're seeing seeing fruit in our lives, then we're excited and encouraged. We feel like we're doing the right thing. But when it's dormant or when we feel like we're in a winter season or we're tired or just those seasons change and shift and they're supposed to because we're only supposed to bring forth his fruit in his season. 
It says, his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. What a promise. What an incredible, beautiful promise. Because I want the things that I do to prosper. I want them to be fruitful. I want them to uh, be worth investing in. And God says that if you follow the blueprint, that you're going to have seasons where you're going to bring forth fruit. And that whatsoever you do is going to prosper. But that tree that's planted by the rivers of water is never going to bring forth fruit if it's not cultivated, if it's not trimmed back from time to time, if it doesn't have a season where it goes dormant, where it rests, where it recuperates, where it soaks in all of the vitamins. And that way, when the season comes, where it comes back to life and it's ready to bloom and it's ready to bear fruit, it's healthy and it's built strong roots and it's gone deep in the word of God. And and so that's the first example of of a biblical perspective of seasons where we're not, we're not bringing forth fruit. We're not harvesting all the time. That's not how nature was created. That's not how we were meant to be. Um, the second one is in Ecclesiastes and which was written by Solomon, who's the wisest man who ever lived. And, um, sometimes I'll be honest, I get jealous of Solomon because I have prayed for wisdom in my life more often than I've prayed for anything else. I started praying for wisdom when I was probably 12 or 13 years old. And I've prayed that prayer that God would give me wisdom more than I've prayed any other prayer. And so sometimes I'm, I just, I'm a little jealous of Solomon because he was going to be the wisest man that ever lived, but I guess I'm a woman. So maybe, maybe God would let me have wisdom that's second to Solomon um, because I want to know how to do the right thing and when to do the right thing and where to do that. And sometimes it's not a decision between good and bad. It's between good and best and knowing what the next steps are to take. But we know that God says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he has them lined up and he has them set up ready for us to go because he's good like that. But in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, it says, To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. It talks about a time to be born, to die, plant, a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill, heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance. If you look at Jesus' life, he made time for all of those different things. And over and over, it says he rested. He went up into the mountains and rested. He went away by himself and rested. And you see where he served people and where he served his disciples and when he spent time encouraging, when he sent, spent time rebuking. And and even Jesus had seasons. I often, um, when I was younger, would kind of chafe at waiting for God to show me what he wanted me to do next because I wanted to be doing the big things and I wanted to be gung-ho and serving and exactly where I was supposed to be doing and doing big things. And God had to slow me down. He had to teach me like even Jesus, Jesus had 33 years on earth and he spent 30 of them as a carpenter, as a son, as a brother. He, he wasn't going around preaching or healing or doing miracles He spent 30 years planting, cultivating, growing, and we expect to come out the gate and to have everything and do everything and be everything. And God says that's not how it works. There's a time for every purpose under the heaven. It says to 
everything there is a season. It doesn't say to some things or the supplies in most instances. It's not like the English language where it says, I before he except after C is a neighbor and way and hey, and then you're just like, I'm completely lost. I still sit there and when I'm spelling, sometimes I'm just like, wait, which one is this? Um, sometimes we have just an identity crisis in the English language and it's extremely complex and complicated for, you know, no good reason. But God says to everything, there is a season and there are going to be seasons when we are supposed to just go dormant or maybe we're not being super productive and we're not seeing a big impact and we're not um, bringing in a big harvest. But what are we doing with that season? Are we slowing down? Are we reflecting on the blessings that God has given us? Are we enjoying where we're at and a moment to slow down and rest and reflect and ask ourselves if if we're where we would like to be and um, to just enjoy it? Because there is that season. Sometimes we're going to be in a season where it's go, 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 and it doesn't stop. But that's only supposed to be for a season. And seasons really aren't that long. As you get older, I think time speeds up. My husband and I were talking about this the other day. You know, when you're a kid and you get home from school and you eat an after-school snack, like a bowl of cereal, and then you go outside and play with your friends for a little while, and then you draw a picture, and then you watch a movie, and then you clean up your room, and then you eat dinner, and then you play games, and you go back outside, and you make a list for what you're going to do the next day. It's like there's all this time to get so many things done. And as you get older, time seems to just move faster and faster. And there's not enough hours in the day to get everything done. And there's always going to be more to do tomorrow. And and part of that is the pace of our culture of being able to access everything all the time at every moment of every day. You can see what's happening in Kuwait or Africa or to Tahiti or Russia or Ukraine or China. We've got access to news stations and newspapers and clips and friends and stories and viral photos and influencers. No wonder we're stressed and overwhelmed and exhausted all the time. We're not built for that. And and there's going to be seasons where we, we need to be informed and we need to be aware and we need to know. But there needs to be seasons where we we have rest and we have quiet and we're creating things and we're we're being and we're not focused on doing and we're not bringing in a lot of harvest we're we're resting and that's how god created us to be and i'm working on that and i went through my phone and i deleted all of my apps so all of my social media apps all of the games just those time fillers um that can get in the way where you're just constantly busy doing things and i'm cre- intentionally throwing junk out mentally to where I've, I'm creating space just to be quiet or just to sit or just to stare off in the distance or just to try to think about nothing. And maybe that sounds funny. That might be a female thing. Maybe. So if it is or it isn't, let me know. But I think we ladies, our brains are going a million miles an hour all the time. It's loud in my brain. Sometimes I don't hear things in real life because my brain is so loud. And I'm not very good at just sitting and being and thinking about nothing. So I've been practicing it and it's really, really, really hard, really hard. But also we're not meant to just intake, intake, intake. We're meant to create. We're made in the image of God. We're made in the image of the creator. So there's supposed to be seasons where we are creating and investing and building things. And in this season, I'm working on 
doing more of that. So I deleted all those apps off my phone and uh, gave myself time limits on what time I'm allowed to spend on my phone and with my phone, what I'm doing with my time, and really intentionally clearing space to just be, not do, and not harvest, and not sow, but just to be. And so the other night, um, I only cook like two or three times a year because Drew is an excellent, excellent cook. And he's ruined me forever. I can't really go to restaurants because I'm like, man, babe, that steak was really expensive and yours is better. (laughs) Let's not do this anymore. (laughs) Uh, You know, or, you know, that was a really good meal, but yours is still better and it's fresh and we get to just, you know, be. (laughs) But the other night I went to the grocery store and I said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to cook dinner. I'm going to create something delicious. And so I cooked uh, Parmesan pork chops and yellow vegetable rice and fresh green beans. And I was so, Drew woke up, he's taking a nap and I got him up for dinner. And I said, babe, I said, I know that I don't ever cook dinner and it's only like two or three times a year, but I cooked dinner tonight. I would like to start cooking more again and creating because I'm clearing some space and I'm making some life changes and really, really just refocusing on some things that are most important. So I made dinner and you are going to have to be my guinea pig. So I'm just going to give you a little portion. And if it's not good, that's fine. I'm relearning a skill that I haven't used very much in a long time. And if it's not good, that's okay. My feelings won't be hurt, but you are my guinea pig. So you have to at least try it. And uh, so he sat down at the dinner table and took a few bites. He's like, this is actually really good. So he cleaned off his plate and then he went and got seconds and my heart like thrilled. I was like, oh, yes, I win. Um, He thought it was delicious and went back for seconds. And then um, we cleaned up the table and then we got up the next morning and he went back to the fridge and heated up the leftovers for breakfast. And I was like, that's it. I can retire. This is the pinnacle of achievement. (laughs) Like it turned out really good. So I was really proud of that. Um, But I've also decided that I'd like to draw. I also, I enjoy art. I enjoy creating things and I don't feel like I'm very good at it. And I'm very prideful. And so I don't like to do things that I'm not good at. I only like to do things that I'm just really, really great at. And, uh, So I decided, you know what, I'm going to do this even if I'm bad at it because I really love drawing even if I'm not really good at it. So I went and bought a drawing book with like step-by-step instructions for how to draw things. And I'm filling up a a sketchbook with one drawing a day with the goal of getting better at it and creating. And so I'm intentionally clearing space to slow down and to reflect and to become a better version of myself. And it's taking some discipline and some hard work. And I'm seeing some things that were blind spots in my life and some things that I need to do better. But I'm excited about this season and I'm feeling energized and it's helping me reevaluate what's most important, what my priorities need to be. Because as we get older, time speeds up and it feels like we've got less time to do things. But when you cram in social media where you're tracking everybody else's lives and their day-to-day stuff and what they're doing on top of yours and then the planet stuff about what's going on and what's in the news and what's the stock market doing and what's happening politically and what's happening geographically and what's happening with global warming and what's happening with school shootings and what's happening, all of these different things, we can't live every life that there is to live and we can't know everything that there is to know. And we keep piling all of this onto our souls. No wonder our souls are just exhausted and tired and overwhelmed and weary. 
And if we don't, one of the things my pastor likes to say, I don't remember where he got the quote, but he likes to say, sometimes you need to come apart before you come apart. And, and that means checking out. That means not filling your brain with other lives of TV shows. We, we even fill our lives and our brains with, with fake stories and scenarios and movies and shows that aren't, aren't even real where we're tracking, well, Oh, what happened is next or what happens here. And, and again, it's not inherently bad, but if we don't create guardrails and balance and intentionality in our lives, our souls aren't built for that. Our spirit is not built for that. The cadence and the cycle and the seasons of our life are not meant for that. And if we don't put guardrails and protections in our own lives, then that's when we get discouraged and depressed and run down and overwhelmed. And we're not built to do that. And God knew that we would come to this challenge, that we would the, the word of God is the living word. It's the mind of Christ. And so it's not written for people that lived just 2000 years ago when it was written. It's relevant and important today. And he's so good because he's God that he was able to write it in a way that was relevant and important and applicable to us today with all of the technology, with all of the access, with the frenetic pace that we've created for ourselves. And he gives us so many wonderful reminders that we were built for seasons. There is a time and a place for every season and for every purpose under the heaven. Um, we're supposed to bring forth our fruit in our season, which means that there's going to be times when we're out of season, where we're supposed to be focused inwardly, when we're supposed to just be dormant and learn how to rest and be still and know that God is God. And he's been challenging me in that and pushing me and I'm, I'm learning and it's hard because I've got habits to break and, um, it's really challenging because I'm very driven, very A type personality. I love achieving things. I love breaking personal records. I love growing. I love learning. I just want to know everything that there is to know. I want to read every book that's ever been written. I want to be an expert that everything that's ever existed, I just, I'm curious and intensely curious about the world. And um, God's been teaching me about balance and seasons and enjoying where we're at. Um, I don't know if I could pick a favorite season because spring is when everything is just coming to life again and it's fresh and it's new and it's wonderful and summertime, it's bright, and there's things going on, and there's um, just so much energy, and the fall, all of the beautiful colors, and things are kind of starting to wind down, and then in the winter, where you get snow, and it's it's cozy, and it's warm, and you have my favorite holiday, which is Christmas, and my birthday and anniversary all squished into December, so um, it's just a season of celebration and reflection, and uh I'm not always present to appreciate or enjoy or notice those things when I'm going at 100 million miles an hour all of the time. And so I think that the lesson here is that there is a season for everything and that when we can learn to work in tune and in tandem with those seasons instead of against those seasons, we're going to be happier, we're going to be more whole, we're going to be healthier, we're going to have a better perspective and relationship and understanding of God and who he is because he's God and we're not. And we need to calm down and realize that and apply that to our lives. Um, 
we only get today one time. And I want it to be a day where I feel like I did what I was supposed to do. And no more, no less, no more. And uh, so there's there's a time for everything and a season for everything. And, and our perspective about it has to change. But our perspective can't just change. Our actions have to change in order to come into alignment with that and understanding those cycles. Um, mentally, we have we have different cycles. We have different seasons. And when we can work in tandem with those instead of against those, we're going to get much more done in a much smaller amount of time. We're going to have more focus, more presence. God doesn't give us these guardrails to hold us back. He gives us these guardrails so that we can thrive, so that we can become exactly who create he created us to be for the purposes that he created us for. And we need to rest in that. And um, you may be in a season of reaping where you're reaping fruit and God is pouring out blessings all over your life and you're seeing things happen. Maybe you're in a season of winter where it's dark and it's cold and you're not really seeing very much going on and it just looks dead and it's frigid and you're just like, man, this is hard. I don't like this. I don't know what's going on. Maybe you're in a season where you're working really hard. It's springtime and you're planting, you're grinding, you're breaking up fallow ground, you're you're putting in fertilizer and you're preparing to plant. And that's hard work. Maybe maybe you're in a season where you're tending that. And and we have to learn to slow down and recognize those seasons and be grateful for those seasons and be present in those seasons. Because God put us exactly where we are for such a time as this to be doing what he's called us to be doing. And it's going to be unique and beautiful and tailored exactly for you and tailored exactly for me. And when we can learn to appreciate and recognize those seasons instead of um, just being exhausted beyond all belief, but pushing, 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 go, 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 produce, produce, produce. If we can recognize where we're at and adjust to that season, we're going to be more rested. We're going to be more successful. We're going to be more in tune to who God's created us to be. And uh, it's a journey that I haven't figured out, that I'm still learning, that God's still convicting me and teaching me things and building new habits in my life to be able to do that. Um, part of that was not recording the podcast for two weeks in a row where I had a lot to get done and there were some things that were time sensitive that I had to give my full attention to. And uh, God just said, come back to the podcast in a couple of weeks. It's okay. Rest. Spend some time to plant the garden. Spend time with the people that are going to be moving away that you love and care for. Spend time investing in other people's lives. Spend time preparing for the summer. And and then I'm going to give you the time and the ability to be able to pick back up right where you left off. And uh, I'm learning. But it's definitely a journey. And I invite you into it because I think it's healthy. I think it comes from a biblical perspective based on what the Word of God says, based on Jesus' example, based on the things that he tells us in his word. And be encouraged that if you're in a rough season right now, that it's this too shall pass. And that if you're in a season of overwhelm, understand that you're not supposed to live there. You're supposed to pass through there and and soak in the seasons of, of rest and going deep in the Word of God and rejuvenating and spending quiet time or slowing down or maybe busier time where you're more productive and, and doing more and different things. Um, so I challenge you. I invite you into the journey and I'm grateful for every one of you and I will talk to you again soon.
Thank you for tuning in to the Graceful and Gritty podcast. You can connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or by email at gracefulandgritty at gmail.com. Talk to you soon.